Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and joining me today is Kao. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, Kao. How are you? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you, and thank you for having me as a guest. Oh, looking forward sure. to today's subject. Well, and if anybody has followed me for a while, um, she's done some radio shows with me in the past. And for this particular radio show, um, we started talking because a lot of pet energy, the, the pet energy, the animal spirits has just gotten overwhelming right now. And it was just really abundantly clear. You can feel their energy really strongly. And I was talking to K.O. about it. And she, interestingly enough, she also does reading. She's a reader. Um, she does different types of readings, which I'll let her talk to you about. But she had started talking about how all these pets were coming through during her readings recently. And this has only been what I would say in the last couple of weeks, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, the pets... I mean, really strongly. They always come through. Re- but, you know. Really strongly. Really strongly, yeah. Right. And so she started talking about how they have abnormally been popping into her readings and wanting to talk to their pet owners, whether they were here or not here. Um, they mm-hmm. just, she said, this is so weird. They're popping in all over the place. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I'm seeing. So we started talking about this and thought it would be a really great show to do um, is talking about animal spirits and, and basically, do your pets go to heaven? Because we get, I get this question a lot. I don't. Have you? Do you get this question? Because I actually do get this question a lot when we're talking about pets. I do get this question, and when I am reading for someone whose loved one has passed on in, in, in a human form, oftentimes their pets will come bouncing in, and it's always so sweet and unexpected and joyful. And so that has been happening in giving mediumship readings. And what you and I were talking about in the last couple of weeks, um, giving, uh, doing my energy healing sessions, when, I, when I'm reading someone's energy, their pets are taking, it feels like taking that opportunity to come in and communicate as well. And the pets are still living. They're with them. And it's, it's really come very strong uh, the last couple of weeks. Well, you just made a very good point, which I think people know but they don't know, is um, pets and animals are natural healers. And I know you do a lot mm-hmm. with healers. And um, mm-hmm. she's doing a thing called Healers and Hiding, which I'm going to be on, so you'll have to watch for that. But pets' energy, the, um, humans have different types of energy. They have different jobs, et cetera, et cetera. But all pets, I've never met a pet or an animal that was not engulfed by um, healing. I mean, they have a healing energy. It's just who they are. Animals are healers. And so that's a very big part of them just being in existence and being on the planet. And so it's interesting that they're coming through on your healing, um, you know, Mm -hmm. your healing sessions. So the other thing I did which we'll, we're going to get into this a little bit more, is I put, um, everybody knows, or most people know, that I have the Higher Purpose Learning group. And then, of course, I have my own Facebook group. So I put it out there, and I wanted to ask people 
um, what questions do you have? Like, what are you wondering about when it, excuse me, regards to um, animal spirits or your pets? And so we got a lot of great questions, but we're going to answer the major ones that I put on there first, and then we're going to get to some pet questions. And we may not have time to take any um, callers just because we're having you know, we're going to try to address a lot of things that people have said in the Higher Purpose Learning and, and on the Facebook group. We have a lot of great questions. I feel like this I feel like this is going to go really fast and we have a lot of information to tell. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, do your pets go to heaven? Yes. Do you, do, that's an interesting question. It's, I guess it's funny to me a little bit because I see... I guess I see the other side and I see everything. And, and it's interesting that people don't think that the other side is similar to this side, I guess is how I would explain it to people. You have the pets, you have the different types of people, you have different kinds of animals, not just pets, you know, because maybe tigers or elephants or whatever are not necessarily pets, right? So mm-hmm. on the other side, there's an abundance of animal energy, and, and animals on that side. So they're not just here. They definitely cross over and they go to heaven. And so that's a really good um, question because people wonder about it a lot. But in my mind, it's, it, it's I always found it kind of funny. Like, well, well of course they do. Um, do, you ha- do you have people ask you about that? Not really. They yeah. just come through in the reading. Yeah. They they do ask, but they they just come through, and and it, it's funny because as you were saying, um, you know, all different kinds of pets. I was giving a um, doing an energy healing session with a woman, and the whole time, I'm seeing um, you know clairvoyantly a parakeet on her shoulder, and it's 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 like chortling in her ear, and she said, no, no, I never had a bird. <laughs> Sorry, there's a um, somebody driving by. They always do when I do a radio show. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear so, that. It's really loud. Yeah. So she um, and I acknowledged it, and she said no, no. So I thought, well, okay, we'll see what comes through. Well, then, then her dad came through, and then when I recognized or she recognized her dad and her dad's energy, her dad's message, she goes, oh, my gosh, that's my dad's bird. She said, my dad has this parakeet that he loved so much. And so, absolutely, yes, pets do go to heaven. And, yes, they're with their loved ones, with their human loved ones. They come through. Yeah, because that was another question. Mm Mm-hmm. That was Sometimes a, in, in yeah. yes, it, it it do you find that um, sometimes in giving a mediumship reading, it's sometimes the pets come through first, and then oh yeah, the loved ones. Yeah, I do find mm-hmm. that sometimes um, it just depends. Pets can have a really strong energy, and especially if the person is thinking about the pet. Um, they want to come through just like anybody. People don't realize that if you, when you think about spirits or um, soul energy of anything, human, animal, whatever, um, it's like a calling card. It's like a beacon that you send right. out going, you're trying to get a hold of them. You're ringing them up on a spirit phone, so to speak. 
And just because you can't hear them, um, we can hear them, and they come in immediately. Mm -hmm. And so if you're heavily thinking about a pet, yes, they come in right away. And so that kind of answers, you kind of answered one of the first questions, which is when when they cross over, are they met by anyone or are they with their human family? Mm. And the answer to that, obviously, from the reading is yes. And the pets are met by people. They do gather again, and there there is a really nice relationship by humans and pets on the other side, same as there is here. Um, pets, I'm going to get into this a little bit. One is going to lead, question is going to lead into the, the next couple ones here, which is, when they cross over, are they met by anyone? Do they have spirit guides and do they have angels? Um, those kind of all tie together when, when mm-hmm. I'm talking about it. Because when I see a pet crossover, yes, they are met by, um, they have these, they have angels. They, they're met by, they have angels and they're met by human counterparts because they obviously have other human owners besides, you know, yourselves. Um but they also have what I would call a, an, an animal guide or a human guide, I guess I would say. They have uh, human guides that also help the animals cross over. Their mm. job, these human guides, these spirit guides, I guess I don't want to call them human guides. I want to call them spirit guides. The spirit guides that help the animals cross over, not all spirit guides do this, but there is a section or a group just like we have different jobs here, there's different jobs there, and there is a group of spirit guides that are trained and that are what, I guess the way I would explain it is kind of animal lovers. They are so connected to animals it's that their energy is mm. really powerful, mm. and they help animals cross over as well, and their their job is to help purely animals cross over. And so that's what I've seen a lot of as well as I've also seen a lot of the, the spirit guides for animals and they've come forth as well as the animal energy. So they do have anim- angels. They do have spirit guides that are what you would call human form. And then, of course, they have their animal counterpart friends and their human or regular human people that they may have had past lives with. So, yes, there's lots and lots and lots of people that greet them, which runs into the next question of do animals reincarnate, which you probably have mm, a story a good about question. this. Yes, because yeah. I see animals reincarnating all the time, a lot of times with the same owner, which somebody had asked on one of the Facebook groups, how do I know if my, my dog has come back as my cat, I think it was, or something. <laughs> but they can cross over as different animals, it's more common in my experience, which I'm going to let you weigh in on this, for me to see them cross over as this, or like come back as the same animal, especially in the same mm-hmm. lifetime. But if we're talking different lifetimes, they absolutely can come back as a cat could come back as a panther, or do you see what I mean? So, mm. but I have seen, I know for a fact that we've had one of our pets that has come back as the puppy of the next puppy that we had, you know? Yeah. Have you had experience with seeing the reincarnation in families or on your own? Well, within... I believe so. I believe so, and it's my own personal experience. Um, when we were living in, in Hawaii, I'm in 
uh, San Diego now, but when we were living in Hawaii, I was having recurring dreams of this terrier mix dog that would just come in my face so clear. I mean, it was just so incredibly clear. He showed me the color of his skin. He showed me his the markings, and uh, we went to the Hawaiian uh, Humane Society, and after a couple weeks, we found him, and he mm-hmm. was one day away from being putting de- from being put down. Oh, geez. and wow! And he has been with us. He's uh, 12 years old now, and he's right here under me. And it's our beloved Toby, and he came to me, and I. So as you're talking about the guides and and their spirit uh, guides, uh, he was supposed to absolutely be with me. And so he's helped me a lot in in my own healing and spirituality and and just giving so much unconditional love. And then after he was with us for probably about, oh, five or six years, I had a dream. He came to me in a dream and brought forth a dog that we had when I was little, a terrier mix, um, different coloring as as our dog now. But he showed me what happened to her. And it was incredible because my dog, when we were little, had run away during a thunder and lightning storm, and we never saw her again. And it was, you know, devastating for a child. And so in this dream... Toby, my dog now, showed me where she went, who took care of her, and where she lived out her life. And but it, that and also, in, in, you know what's interesting? Oh, I have, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know what's interesting about that is your other dog had actually sent Toby to you. That's Okay, that that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. so in the dream, at the end of the dream, it was like, Toby and my dog Pebbles, it was like they just kind of merged into one. It was really fascinating. They merged into one and then he came back out. So so I so when I woke up I looked at him and I said, Pebbles mm-hmm. <laughs> So I didn't know if it right. was a reincarnation or if like you said, yes, to, um Pebbles brought Toby to us. My feeling on this one is actually that it wasn't the same dog. Um, but it was Toby, um, what was your, Pebbles, uh, Pebbles. was very, uh, um, uh, what would you call, a very huge factor of putting, mm. um, I guess, putting you two together, a very large part of matchmaking with your animal, with well, your that's pet. very you know? sweet, yes. Yeah, so, so with my sweet. personal experience, with my personal experience where I've had a reincarnated puppy, um, it gets really weird because energetically, because I'm always looking at people's energy, but I don't really notice it. I, you know, I think I'm normal, but then I realize I'm not. But um, <laughs> I, I will look, I will actually call her by the, the other dog's name because I, she oh. looks, she's because energetically they are identical and she looks identical to her. But people, so that's how you can kind of tell that your pets are, that's an easy way to tell when your pets are reincarnated is because okay. when you look at them, they will have um, something that is so the same as the other animal. And it's not necessarily that you're seeing it physically, but you, you are 
but you're feeling it energetically as in they're doing the identical things, the identical habits, the identical behavior, the identical okay. something. And so mm, it's hard good. to admit. Um, yeah, and so when I it, – it's hard because then when you call them and you call them by the wrong name and it's just kind of funny because sometimes I literally sometimes just expect her to come to the other name because she had the name before. So it's like, well, mm. you have to remember that on some level. <laughs> but anyway, I'm seeing it's a like German I, Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Do you have a German Shepherd? Oh, yes, <laughs> Asia, and she was Anna at one point in time. Oh, and yeah, my so gosh. It's a German Shepherd. Huh. Wow. And I've had several German Shepherds. They've not really? all incarnated. Oh yeah, I've had several. Um, probably about six. From when I was little, you know, and then you get older wow. and you have, you've had a few different ones. So they haven't all, it's not like one German, you have one and then they're going to reincarnate into every German right. you have. Right. It doesn't work like that. <clears throat> but for some reason, one came back as another one. The All the other ones were all individual personalities of their own. And they were just oh, in, wow. different souls. Okay, yeah. so I have a and question so, then. Mm-hmm. So... I have a question on that on the coming back and reincarnating. Um, so would that mean then, or would that dog has unfinished business, or what, this is a good? What is your feeling? Because um, it's not that they have unfinished business necessarily, but somebody had also asked me was um, it kind of is and kind of isn't because. They'd ask me, basically, when you write your charts, do your animals have a chart? Are they put in your life for a specific reason mm-hmm. at that specific time? Do you see what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, so that ties into your question as far as I'm concerned because, yes, animals are put in your charts. Yes, you make agreements with animals just like you do with your human counterparts. They are in your life for a reason and for healing matters or for whatever reason that they're trying to teach you something at that point in time. Yes, they are there as teachers, as healers, as all of those things. But with this particular um, animal spirit, we I've actually had this particular animal in several lifetimes. And so okay. we had an agreement for her to come in twice. Um, okay, if that's, Asia yeah, passes, that's I don't see her coming in. I don't see her coming in a third time. But we had an agreement on the other side of her coming in two times. And so you can have agreements like that that you make on the other side. And some of the other um, pets that I've had, I've maybe had one lifetime with, maybe a few of them. But this particular one has been with me through several, like eight or something. And that's another question that people have had is, do we have pets with us in several lifetimes? I mean, do they just show up at one lifetime? Um, mm. you, you usually, if, you, if you're drawn to pets as well, especially, um, you've usually had the same pets with you. Not all of the same pets, but you'll have had a few of them that have been with you consistently through, through several lifetimes. And then you'll have some that have showed up here or there in one or two lifetimes. Do you see what I mean? But then you'll have some that show up in a lot of your lifetimes. I do. And I believe that because I believe that my dog Toby now has been with me before. And 
when I did, when we found him at the Humane Society and I saw his face, it was like, it was like you love knew him. Sight. I knew him. And I, I remember I even said, I even whispered, I, oh, my God, is that you? I mean, and I had this, this feeling, and it was just instant. There was instant connection. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was really You awesome. had that pet with you through, like, 15 lifetimes, like a lot of lifetimes. <laughs> a lot. Yes. And so yes. you guys are very, very tied together, I would say. But we are. This brings me to, as far as the reincarnated question, um, I want to talk to about, about a little bit further because people ask, can animals reincarnate as humans? And me and you got into this conversation the other day mm-hmm. when um, we were talking about you reading anim- pet energy versus regular people, human energy. Um, when you do mm-hmm. a, when a pet comes through or a human comes through and you said, well, they're different. And I said, well, how are they different? And you said, mm-hmm. well, that you feel and you see pictures and whatever of animals. And then when you said, and then you feel and you see pictures of humans, and then you realize you actually repeated yourself and said the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> they actually um, come through in the same way. But what I was also explaining to you and what we, the conversation had sparked is it's they have a different energy vibe. So it's kind of like if humans are circles and pets are squares, you can still describe the same thing. They still can be useful right. shapes. They still, you can see the same shape. You can whatever, but you, they're just different. So I have never, and I'm not going to say it doesn't, has never happened. I personally have never experienced animals reincarnating as a human. I've never seen it. When I look at it, I don't see it. I'm sure it's probably happened before at some point in time. Maybe a dragon, well, then we're getting into a whole different thing. Dragons become human. <laughs> I don't know what show. <laughs> Well, it really is a whole different show. So um, maybe, I don't know. So what I've never personally experienced, I don't see it when I look into it. Because their energies are very, they're very different. And, and we did right. talk about that. And I'm having a hard time not mentioning this. But then about alien energy also being different, which, again, is a whole different show. But you're <laughs> talking about, like, apples and bananas and oranges. You're talking about squares, circles, triangles. Right. Um, they're all very valuable. They come in the same way. But it's very noticeable that the energy and their vibe is very different than a human energy or vibe. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can still, um, well, what I would have to add is that uh, when we're talking about how I'm able to communicate um, with the animals as well, read their energy as well, they give me pictures. And Mm -hmm. it's just like I realized, oh, well, yes, that's the, I received pictures and images from um, from the from humans as well, and then you know, so seeing, hearing, um, listening. So it's just the animals. The humans can speak, of course, their language with words, whereas animals speak their language with pictures. And um, that's that's what I found the difference. But uh, in reading the different energies, but absolutely the energies are 
different, like on a, I guess a different, a different frequency, like and like you say, apples and oranges, um, circles and it's just squares. different. Yeah, it is different. <clears throat> yeah. Well, then, on the other side, that's how it works most of the time. Is people they um, communicate telepathically, anyways telepathically mm-hmm. with words or pictures. And I know when animals mm-hmm. give you pictures, they can telepathically communicate with words as well, which you're, you know, translating in pictures or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But the other interesting thing I know about animals, and then we're going to, let's get to some of the Facebook questions is, hold on, my screen just went black, so I need to have that up, is um, animals are very different than human in regards to they only read energy. So where ah, humans have trained mm-hmm. them to use their mind mm-hmm. to filter through information, animals never, I've never come across an animal that uses, yes, they have eyes and yes, they have a mind, but they primarily read energy all day long. Right. And so they are const- they get all of their pictures and all of their information from people that they meet, from owners, from somebody who shows up at your door that they're barking at, their nervousness, their anxieties, is all from reading other people's energy and the energy around them in regards to the earth. Mm. That's all they do. They re- this is what also separates them as very unique, amazing creatures, is they're all healers. I've never ran across an animal of any type, a bird, a uh, um, a monkey, a horse, a, a you name it, a tiger, a, a, a dog, a, a cat that is not a healer. And mm-hmm. they all read energy. And so they don't even necessarily, it's almost like animals can become mind readers, but they're reading your energy, which is kind of the same thing because that's what we do. We read people's energy, which is how we get pictures. Right. So they're really unique and amazing, which brings me to um, – a couple of Facebook questions that we've had, which is, do I've had a couple of people that wondered, are they mad or upset if you put them down? Like if they're sick, Aww. hurting, do the, basically owners, pet owners feel so bad about putting them down right. that they want Oh, are they are they resentful of the owner? You know, they have guilt about putting their pet down. They want them to live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever see that, especially when a dog is in or a puppy or a cat or whatever is in the place of feeling so unwell that they're being mm-hmm. put down. Absolutely How about not. You? Absolutely not. And, and the pets know that, that the human is going through a very difficult time. And there's just the sense of freedom. There's yes. a sense of freedom from, from the suffering. And there's a, um, I, there's a gratitude. There's a gratefulness and, and love. I feel like pets also have a, a, a way better understanding of passing over, crossing over the energetic and the spirit world than humans do. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm being put under and underground, you know. It's like you said, they're, they're being released from their physical body, mm-hmm. and that's how I've, I've always seen pets see it. It's, I feel like pets don't have the mental blocks that humans do. 
that they're just very exactly. aware of the other side exactly. and aware of where they're going. Does that make sense? And Yes. And knowing that, having, you know, the, the pet owners hear that and know that it is so healing to them and freeing because they're hanging on to that guilt and wondering, is my pet angry with me? Is he or she upset? And that's just absolutely not true. Right. And I had somebody be very upset and worried about putting a puppy to sleep or a dog to sleep because they were feeling so guilty about doing it. But you have, you really can look in your pet's eyes and, you know, if, if, if they have that look of the help me, you know, type of look or the, I mm-hmm. just can't do this. I'm uncomfortable. I feel like that's time to make that decision, not to keep them around because you're feeling guilty about it because that they don't view it the same way. However, you know, like I said, once it gets to that part, usually they have a look in their eyes that they're just like, mm-hmm. you know, help help me to release this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know what's funny? I um, I see horses a lot. I always see horses. You, you think about pets like dogs and cats, but when I do read yeah. horses, their energy is so strong. They come You're through. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people here in Southern California, and I'm sure I'm sure all over that that do equine energy healing. They, that the mm-hmm. horses, there's there. What is it about the horses that that offer amazing healing ability? They have. Well, it's just in their spiritual DNA. They just. They're healers, but they're also they also take on a role of power. It's almost like they oh. bridge the gap to me between humans and animals. Like they're very smart, but they're also powerful, and so their energy is very assertive. And so they come across because if you think about it, they've been you know they've helped um, humankind you know from way back trying to travel and. Right. You know, uh, live and do all that. So they're very powerful creatures. They they play a very active role or have for hundreds of years in helping the human race move forward. I mean, they are they're powerful creatures. Just they're powerful, energetic. Just because they don't talk doesn't mean that they didn't have a very pertinent role in the human race being where it is today. And I find right. that really interesting. People had asked mm-hmm. me about um, circuses and zoos, um, mm. and I'm going to talk a little bit about that for a second, and then you can weigh in what you think. I have a very hard time going to circuses or zoos. It, mm-hmm. um, I don't do it. I'll go mm-hmm. if I have to with a, you know, a little, um, a little family member, a little child or something. Right. Not that I'm going to say, no, we shouldn't go there, because I feel like that's an important way for children to bond and learn about these magical animals that they would never see when they're little for a minute. But um, I think that's the only way is to be around them and to sense and feel what's going on when they're in captivity to make up their own mind about maybe trying to help them and get them out of captivity. I mean, I think it it really brings some awareness to people. Um, But I have a very hard time going. I never took my kids to circuses 
Um, I think we went once and I couldn't do it ever again. Um, we never went to zoos when they were little, but maybe once or twice. I've gone a couple times as I got older here because there's a zoo here when there's been some little little kids that have come over. But it's hard. They, they get the animals are the sadness of the animals, the um, anxiety that they have. The um, It's almost like some of them can almost go mad a little bit which is why they do a lot of pacing. And every time I'm there, I can feel it and I can see it. It's like they're going stir crazy. It's just like if somebody would be locked up in jail. I mean, there's just, there's not many places they can go, not much they can do. And because animals read energy and humans have such weird energies coming out off of them all the time, FYI, Walmart, you know, or like if you go to Walmart, worst place ever to go. Um, (laughs) energetically god i mean energetically really i just i i love some things that they have done for people who can't afford things and whatnot i mean i can always look at the good at things but man energetically i try to stay the heck as far away if i can from that store but imagine all the human energy that also comes through there that they have to feel and deal with and um that's got to be rough on them but i don't i don't like them what's your take on um zoos and circuses i wish we really need to do away with all of them, but I highly doubt that's ever going to happen. Well, my feeling on the circuses is I, I've actually never taken my my kids to the circus. Um, with the circus with with animals, I my understanding that those animals are not treated well, and so I absolutely do not support that. Um, as far as the zoos, I hear what you're saying. I, it, it is sad to see some of these animals in captivity in the zoo. Yes, they should be out in, in their own natural habitat. Um, I, do believe, I do believe that there are zoos and, and organizations that are helping the conservation of certain animals. And, and, I'm, and I do support um, the rehabilitation, the repopulation, and then there's places out there that then free them back out into their natural habitat. So I do right. support that. I, I absolutely well, the, support that. I have been to some places that I have not felt the anxiety of animals mm-hmm. um, when we're talking, but they're not zoos, they're not circuses. Um, I don't. I haven't personally been to a zoo that I haven't felt any major anxiety. I mean, every time I go in there, it about makes my stomach turn. I hate it. Mm. Um, yeah. But what what I have been around that I have uh, felt a different energy from an, pets or animals is similar to what you're saying, a rehabilitation place or one that they wouldn't be able to where they're injured, where they're right. injured and they're getting or they're permanently injured. And so there they can't feed themselves or whatever. They would just basically be attacked and, and, and not live very long in their natural habitat. In those places, right. I, there's actually a very relaxed vibe. Um, but mm-hmm. there's a whole different energy along with the caretakers. There's usually way more space. They try to give them as much natural habitat as they can. You know, mm-hmm. it's a whole different setup. So. I don't like to talk about this one very much, so let's just move on because um, it gets me back. So um, we co- covered the animal spirits crossing over. Is there any other questions that you get a lot on the animals? I'm going to pull up another question here. Is there anything that you get consistently that people ask you about animals, um, animal spirits? 
Do most they do people, pets? They just want to. Yeah, most most people want to know if their pets um, are are in heaven. Have have they crossed over? Are they okay? Are they happy? Um, and it's it's just like their loved ones uh, in human form mm-hmm. that have passed by. That's that's what they want to know. And and it's just it's so sweet when the pet can communicate, yes, I'm here. I loved when you gave me these special treats with icing, um, you know, just a little something to just validate that 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 is their pet. Um, I had this pet come through. I knew that this woman had had a, a very um, big uh, Siberian Husky, so they're like thick, thick fur, and I knew that about her. But but when I was uh, doing an energy reading for her, I, I, I knew this was her pet was coming through, but was really skinny, really skinny. And I didn't say anything at first, but then going in more into it, the pet showed me that she was shaved. And she showed me her belly was shaved. So I, I asked my client, well, did you shave your dog? And she said, yes. <laughs> she had severe eczema. And in the summer, they had to shave the dog. So it was so funny that the dog came through to show me she was shaved and she appreciated that the human gave her this relief and and cared for her skin because she knew she had these skin problems. And it's just, it's it's such a beautiful, just a glimpse of, of, uh, you know, love from the other side and, and appreciation for that for that person well, and, and yeah that's awesome and i want to get into something about food with pets in just a minute but i do um i do want to um add in people ask me a lot how do i communicate with my pets or like pets mm-hmm. that have crossed over and it's it's similar to the same way that you would try to communicate with um humans you know you if you dream about them they're coming through they're communicating with you at that at, in that regard if a lot of times you will feel pets, you will feel them and you will feel them at night and you will feel them around your bed. Um, that's mm. a, I, 75, 90% of the times you will feel pets come in at night and around your bed. They, you may feel them on your bed, pounce on your bed, walk on your bed, come near your bed. You just may feel mm-hmm. them. You may dream about them. The veil is thinner at night, just like it is with all spirits. Um, but for some reason, they like to come in with this pets. I always notice, find that a kind of a loving downtime with owners. And they love to come through while while their pet owners are sleeping because they know that the owners can usually sense them at night. And so they want to come through when that you can sense them the most. And so if you're trying to connect with your pets, besides if you are, you know, you, you can do the meditative stuff. And like um, Kale said, it's it's going to be mostly through pictures is mm-hmm. how they communicate with symbols and that sort of thing. But in my experience, it's mostly at night while you're kind of sleeping or in and out of sleep where you're kind of like in and out of it. Right, and you'll, right. And you'll most, often than not, I will see people that feel them, not necessarily that get a, a picture in their head, but more often, I mean, we will, me and you, when we do readings, but more often than not, you will actually feel them physically. You'll feel something on the bed or move the bed or something. That's a really high indicator. Um, so that's how they like to communicate. One other thing that I wanted to add in is um, for all the pet lovers out there, 
one of the things that I um, notice with dog food and, or cat food or animal food, if you have pets, is the same thing with the human stuff. I do notice this really a lot with their energy. Um, you you want to be really careful of what you're feeding pets anymore. And I know it's really expensive if you go from Walmart stuff to pet store stuff, like, you know, organic stuff or like Logix or any of that stuff. Um, but the junk that they are putting in the pet food now is re- yeah. really bad. Um, the fillers, in, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The fillers are doing a lot of stuff to pets' um, skin, um, their fur, their skin underneath, how lethargic that mm-hmm. they're being, and I'm seeing that a lot. Um, it's it's just you're feeding them crap, and and you think that you're feeding them food, but you're feeding them terrible terrible stuff. I and it's really changed the past ten years, ten to fifteen years over what that they're putting in animal food. So if you can afford at all to do more of an organic um, type food where they're not putting the fillers in like that, your pets, uh, if you especially if your pets having any. Um, skin problems Mm -hmm. or they seem very lethargic or even weight. I'm noticing it with weight. Um, We give our puppy, it's expensive, but she had skin problems for a really long time. So we give her, um, we finally found an organic food that we give her. And I'll tell you what, it's weird because she wasn't really heavy, but she, she, she thinned up, but almost like on a fitness level, like she got really fit. It was very strange. But um, the difference in her behavior, her skin, her fur came out. It's it's amazing what good food does for your for your pets. So that's important. Um, and we only have a few more minutes left too. So I do want to give people a chance to, if you do want to connect with KL, I'm going to let her give her information. You can always find me on KeysToSpiritWorld.com and or HawaiiHealings.com. I also have my Facebook page pages and I do a lot of stuff in my higher purpose learning um, circle on Facebook which if you want to get into um, I want to mention to people I'm doing this new thing called book chakra and I love it Um, people really like it Uh, it is a you get it a couple times a week it goes straight to your inbox it's spiritual books free or deeply discounted I started because I got tired of people paying a lot of money for books that weren't very good and so I wanted to kind of guide people in a better direction. Um, so bookchakra.com is definitely, and you can get to the Higher Purpose Learning Center through that if you sign up. But give people your information in case they want to contact you because Kao does readings and she does mediumship readings as well. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, tell them how to find you. You can find me through my website at connectwithkao.com. And you can also find me on Twitter under Connect with KL. You can find me on Instagram. Um, love to connect. And uh, yes, I am a spiritual medium. I facilitate um, energy readings through a process I created, a healing modality called the Petal Process, which goes through your chakras and helps you to release and let go of what no longer serves you. And it's, uh, it's like a full body energy cleanse and reading. Right. 
Well, and oh, I highly oh. recommend her for anybody <laughs> that wants. Yeah, what? What'd you forget? My healer's in hiding. <laughs> I oh. go, if, if you go to Connect with KL, I am working on this amazing project for all of you healers and healers in hiding out there. We're having a worldwide coming out party June 14th, so be sure to sign up for that. It's going to be amazing, and Jennifer will be on there as well. Yeah, it is going to be amazing, and it'll be fun. And also, if you get on Book Chakra, um, Kale will be offering a a um, uh, opportunity in one of the, the letters coming up. So you want to get on the Book Chakra email list. And don't forget to put it in your contacts because for some reason it's going to spam for a lot of people. So once you add yes. in the Book Chakra, make mm-hmm. sure you add it into your contacts. That's been very frustrating because people have been upset about that. But right, anyway, right. Thank and you also for, for all your listeners, be sure to move that because it's for Gmail. It's in your promotions. So move it from the promotions to your regular email for your book chakra. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for joining us today. Hopefully we answered most of your questions. Thank you, Kayao. And we will be in touch. And until next time, everybody, you have an amazing day. Aloha. Great. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.